Caught Up Podcast is sponsored by Untamed Publishing, Anchor FM, Women of Vision, KD, MB, Tyler Landscaping, and Author Exodus Morning. Thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. JC, author, content creator, and live streamer. For books and more, visit my website, www.jctheauthor.net. For my live streams, such as my author interviews and the Three-Headed Monster live streams, please visit me on IG and Twitter at JC Storyteller. Also on YouTube, as well as Facebook, facebook.com backslash jctheauthor. Salute. Welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast and this week's edition of Writer Wednesdays. It's time for Hashtag Writer Wednesday with Crystal. Tips offering advice to aspiring new and seasoned authors about all aspects of the literary world. We are presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are an inspiring new or seasoned author, head over to www.untamedpublishing.net for a variety of services to assist you on your publishing journey. On this week's episode, we will be talking about sensory imagery and creative writing. So I found some the different types, examples, and some tips. Sensory imagery is a literary device writers use to engage a reader's mind on multiple levels. Sensory imagery explores five human senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. Now, first, we're going to talk about what is sensory imagery. Sensory imagery involves the use of descriptive language to create mental images. In literary terms, sensory imagery is a type of imagery. The difference is that sensory imagery works by engaging a reader's five senses. Any description of sensory experience in writing can be considered sensory imagery. What is the purpose of sensory imagery in writing? Most writing contains some level of imagery. One reason fiction writers deal in significant concrete detail is to permit the reader the pleasure of arriving at their own judgments and conclusions through clues. However, writers don't have to always resort to describing the way things look to create mental images. Describing how something tastes, smells, sounds, or feels, not just how it looks, makes a passage or scene come alive. Using a combination of imagery and sensory imagery arms the reader with as much information as possible and helps them create a more vivid mental picture of what is happening. 
Now, let's talk about the six different types of sensory imagery. A story or scene can contain imagery that appeals to multiple senses. It is useful to break down sensory imagery by sense. The first one is visual imagery engages the sight, the sense of sight. This is what you can see an individual's, I'm sorry, and includes visual descriptions. Physical attributes including color, size, shape, lightness, and darkness, shadows, and shade are part of visual imagery. The next one is gustatory imagery engages the sense of taste. This is what you can taste and includes flavors. This can include the five basic tastes, sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and umami, as well as the textures and sensations tied to the act of eating. The next one is tactile imagery, engages the sense of touch. This is what you can feel and includes textures and the many sensations a human being experiences when touching something. Differences in temperature is also a part of tactile imagery. Now, before I continue giving you the six different types of sensory imagery, let's take a break. Looking for a place you can get something for everyone? Butterfly Spirit LLC is a boutique that has you covered. From apparel, accessories, health and wellness products, and even custom design press-on nails. Visit us at ButterflySpiritLLC.com where comfort meets a piece of style. Welcome back. So we're right now discussing the six different types of sensory imagery. The first one is visual, which engages the sense of sight. The second one is gustatory, which engages the sense of taste. And the third one is tactile, which engages the sense of touch. The next one is auditory, and this engages the sense of hearing. This is the way things sound. Literary devices such as onomatopoeia and alliteration can help create sounds in writing. The next one is olfactory, and this engages the sense of smell. Scent is one of the most direct triggers of memory and emotion, but can be difficult to write about. Since taste and smell are so closely linked, you'll sometimes find the same words such as sweet used to describe both. Simile is common in olfactory imagery because it allows writers to compare a particular scent to common smells like dirt, grass, manure, or roses. Okay, and our last one is kinesthetic imagery, and that's aka kinesthesis, engages the feeling of movement. This can be similar to tactile imagery, but deals more with full body sensations, such as those experienced during exercise. Rushing water, flapping wings, and pounding hearts are all examples of kinesthetic imagery. 
those are just basically talking about all of the senses that we have and how it can be used in your story. Now I would like to talk about and give you five examples of sensory imagery in in literature. Now these are what I found while I was doing some research. Okay, so one of the best ways to learn about sensory imagery is to study examples in literature, literature that are particular evocative. Okay, so one of them was the yellow wallpaper. Um, The color is repellent, almost revolting. A smoldering, unclean yellow, strangely faded by the slow-turning sunlight. It is a dull yet lurid orange in some places, a sickly sulfur tint in others. The descriptions of color here are visual imagery. Faded, dull, and lurid are all adjectives we associate with color. Meanwhile, smoldering, unclean, and sickly are usually descriptors since they're typically associated with people, not colors. Okay, the next one is um, Moby Dick. The vast smells of the omnipotent sea, the surging, hollow roar that they made as they rolled along the eight gunwales, like gigantic bows in a balanced bowling green. The brief suspended agony of the boat as it would tip for an instant on the knife-like edge of the sharper waves that almost seemed threatening to cut it in two. Sound is also important to this passage. We can imagine the scream of chickens, the gasp of the oarsmen, and the hollow roar of the ocean. Now, before we get to the last three, let's take another break. This is author, poet, playwright, and founder of Me Time Book Club, Kay Roche. Check out my latest novel, All Things Work Out Well, wherever books are sold. You can also follow me on Instagram at k.roche. Book reviews matter. Now back to the show. Welcome back. The next one is The Awakening. There were strange, rare odors abroad a tangle of the sea smell and of weeds and damp. New plowed earth mingled with the heavy perfume of a field of white blossoms somewhere near. This foreshadows the pull this character will feel toward the sea. So that kind of gave you of how this pulled them into the sea and it compares the smell of the sea to smells that we associate with the earth. The next one is a room with a view, okay, and the example is the hour was approaching at which the continental breakfast begins, or rather ceases, to tell, and the ladies bought some hot chestnut paste out of a little shop, because it looked so typical. It tasted partly of the paper in which it was wrapped, partly of hair oil, partly of the great unknown. This is a call to attention to the idea of attaching meaning to seemingly unimportant things. Here, a not-too-tasty candy takes on the weight of the great unknown. And the last one is Jane Eyre. Okay, so 
her example is, I heard the rain still beating continuously on the staircase window and the wind howling in the groove behind the hall. I grew by degrees, cold as a stone, and then my courage sank. My habitual mood of humiliation, self-doubt, forlorn depression fell damp on the embers of my decaying area. In this case, the rain and Jane's physical discomfort mirror her dark mood. Now, before we wrap this up, let's take our last break. We all know reading is fundamental. When you visit KB's Bookshelf, you can find books in multiple genres to entertain and educate. Writers can even find literary services of value to their success, like our ever-popular manuscript critique and book review. Reading allows us to escape, explore, and share our experiences. I hope you'll visit us today at www.kbsbookshelf.com and allow us to take you on your next adventure. Alrighty, so welcome back. And again, we talked about the sensory imagery and creative writing. Okay, so we... I gave you different types, but first I gave you what is sensory imagery and it involves the use of descriptive language to create mental images. Okay. And then the purpose of the sensory imagery again in writing is describe how something tastes, smells, sounds, or feel, not just how it looks. And it makes the scene come alive. And then we talked about six different types of sensory imagery, which is visual, which engages the sight of the sense of sight. The second one was gustatory, which engages the sense of taste. The third one was tactile, which engages the sense of touch. Then we have auditory, which engages the sense of hearing. We have olfactory, which engages the sense of smell. And then we have I'm so sorry. I'm so bad with pronouncing words sometimes. Kinesthetic, which engages the feeling of movement. And then last but not least, just five examples of sensory imagery in literature. To be honest, I have not really read all of these. So if you have read any of these books, you will probably know what I'm talking about. So I want to say thank you for listening, for joining And I would welcome any feedback or any ideas of which you would like for me to talk about next. So thank you for listening. And please check me out on Instagram at mylovebooks, which is M-Y-L-U-V-O-F-B-O-O-K-S. Please be sure to follow the Get Caught Up podcast on Instagram at Get Caught Up Podcast and on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast. If you would like to become a sponsor, please visit anchor.fm slash get caught up. Or if you like to give us a donation, you can send us a cash app at dollar sign capital U capital P 2016. Again, thank you for listening. Bye for now. Thank you.